I've 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 been very open that of all of all the moves in the history of wrestling, the WWE in the history of WWE, that one spot where Rikishi jumped off the top off the top of the cage on the Val Venus is the one thing you can't pay me to do. <laughs> you you could you could push me off the top of the cell, you could make me fall on top of uh on top of tax, all that shit. You could you could put me in an inferno match. You're not gonna have a 400-pound man jump off the fucking top of the cage on top of me, dog. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't think I could agree to that either. Oh. <laughs> it's just, uh, you could you could you could pull the Raven spot and staple the five to my forehead, bro. You're not gonna have a dude jump off the top of the cage onto me, dog. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Oh man. No, it depends on the amount of money, you know? <laughs> Bruh, I ain't that broke. I ain't that broke, dog. I ain't that hard up for money. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I cringe ah. thinking about that to this moment, dog. I cringe about that spot. Oh. I'll have to look. I'll have to look that up because that sounds, like, terrible, but I've never seen it before. Oh, my God. Like... If I ever meet Val, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, are your ribs still broken? <laughs> Jesus good old, Christ. Good old Sean Morley. What a guy. Oh, my God. I, I... Like, you you, you want to know why he smokes weed so much now? From that damn spot. Fuck. <laughs> Hit my music! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. You are now listening to the SMC Wrestling Podcast with your boys, the smart, Kayla Baldwin, the mark, Carl Irvin, and the contrarian, Rance Morris. Believe in the pod. Hello and welcome to the SMC Wrestling Podcast. I am your smart mark, Kayla Baldwin. Now guys, um, we are sorry that we left high and a little high for the past little while but fear not for a little bit known as the two-man power pod one of uh, me myself and my pal my good brother my best friend <laughs> prince morris we are here to discuss some wrestling rant how are you? you you got anything uh going on here of late um any movies you watch, any games you played, so on and so forth. It's all about the 2K two K eighteen, brother. I uh I'm a diehard basketball fan, so life is good right now. Uh shout out to Gordon Hayward, prayers up, brother. Um yeah, man. Life is good watching this NBA and uh talking this wrestling stuff. Hell yeah, man. I'm definitely ready to get back into it, you know. My break's been a little shorter than yours, but, you know, still uh, still ready to go for sure. But uh, um, I'm going to answer my own question here. I actually, I bought the Deluxe Edition, the Cena Edition, for a whole $150 last oh, Friday. Okay. Even, even though I knew four days later I was getting South Park the Fractured Butthole, and I was going to play that for... Lord knows how long. Isn't that a great name? Hey, 
It is, yeah. I actually, when I went to pick it up at GameStop, um, I went up to the clerk and I said, hey, I, you know, I have one pre-order for the Fractured Butthole. And he said, say it right. And so, I, you know, I said it as they would want us to, as Trey and Matt would want us to. So I've been playing with my Fractured Butthole for about two days now. Yeah. That and it has been a time. I, yes. I bet it has. Did, have you played as the black dude yet? No, no. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm just being accurate to my skin tone because, you know, That's I'm fair. not black. I'm Italian. Oh, but, um, is that what it is. OK. <laughs> but, you're, you're from the Italian Baldwins. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very well-known clan. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a good time, man. Um, definitely been very much very fun. Uh, you know what else has been pretty fun? Wrestling. Wow. Specifically, that was a, terrible, a couple of stories. Terrible segue. I, that was the best segue, man. What do you thought? It was bigly. It was, it was huge. It was, it was a great segue. Anyone who disagrees is uh, fake, fake news, news fake as news. it were. <laughs> yes. Sad. But uh. <laughs> oh, rants. Let's start this off with uh. Let's talk about your boys. Let's talk about what they've been doing. Since uh, good old No Mercy, so and uh, at this talk portion, about the shield. At this portion, because I'm not so great at audio editing yet, I want everybody listening to just superimpose a massive yes chant as they're listening to me talk, because y'all don't understand how hype your boy was when my dudes walked out the crowd to the Sierra Hotel, India Echo, Lima Delta. I lost my shit. Y'all don't understand. Like I am the way the way Caleb gets hard for Sammy, your boy is a shield mark. Absolutely. So yes, uh, things are good, brother. Things are good on Raw, just cause of that. I don't I don't give a shit what else they do. They could have they could have uh they could have Alicia Fox destroy the whole damn building for the rest of the two and two hours. Give me shield. I'm good. What what if they gave you Bray Wyatt as a trans character? What would you say to that? Well, you know, what I'm saying I'm 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 definitely pro trans. I love my trans homies. All our trans listeners, your boy Rans got you. So uh, I'd say that's it. that's that man man or woman, his or her, whatever pronoun they want to use, that's their choice, sir. I I don't disagree. <laughs> don't try to paint me in a bad light here. Hey, man. I mean, I guess I kind of set the table for that one a little. But, uh, you know, you do you. Had to get serious there for a minute. Lance Storm style. Oh, if we may. <laughs> I like that. Um, yes. Yeah, man, look. So, you know what, what I... Uh, so, let me ask you this. Since I'm the shield mark and clearly everything they do, I'm a love. A lot of people seem to be upset. Not let me say upset, but disenamored with. They're happy they're back together, but they don't feel like it's a real reunion because they don't feel like the shield. Like the, I'm sorry, the bar and Miz were the apropos people to bring back three top guys. You agree with that, or you disagree with that? No, I I can agree with that. I I you know people have thought that for sure. Uh, I would have been fine with the Miz in the bar against the Shield, to be completely honest with you. 
I know some people wouldn't, but you know, it's kind of how it is. Uh, so, you know, my first thought goes to, you remember when, uh, Triple H was basically, Triple H was beefing with Randy Orton and, you know, back, yes. back in those days. And then Triple H was like, all right, Randy, I can't really fuck with you. I got to fuck with Legacy because they're the reason I can't beat you. So then like for a month straight, he would get his ass beat by Cody and Ted. And finally he was like, I'm getting too old for this. I got to make a call. And he called back Sean. So a lot of the yeah. chatter then was, well, if Triple H can beat their ass by himself, why does he need Sean? So that I think of that, and I equate this to this, but I think the difference is uh, it's not so much that they need help as it is we came in here together. We, did, we started this thing together. We can kill two birds with one stone if we get back together. Plus, I'm tired of getting jumped. You're tired of getting jumped let's have each other's backs again, right? That's initially the whole reason Ambrose yeah. and Rollins got back together in the first place. Exactly, yeah, because the bar attacked... Uh, no, the, the Miserage. The bar attacked Roman. The, well, don't oh, talk about oh. originally. Yes. The Miserage attacked oh, yes. Rollins. They attacked. They were attacking the shit out of Ambrose, and they, they dissed Rollins. Yeah. Rollins came out to help. They attacked Rollins, and then that's why they got back together, because they, they got tired of getting jumped. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think it's the same situation. Would would I in a perfect world would it would it have been? I don't know. Whatever great threesome you can think of, sure. But I mean, let's I check. IWC like had a hard on for Cesaro, so he's finally getting some mainstream love, right? Yeah. Plus. There's nobody in the company that is right now that deserves more of a spotlight than your boy Miz, right? Exactly. I completely agree. So where's the negative? Rance, you know, I mean, I'm in agreement here, I, I think, anyway. You know, I like, I thought, you know, the Miz in the bar against the Shield round three, I think that would have been fine. You know, I think you if you build it up a certain way where you, you put, you know, you put those question marks into people's minds, it, it's fine. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of the additions that they've made, to be completely honest with you. I felt it was kind of unnecessary, and it kind of spread the pay-per-view a little thin. But we can discuss that if you want. But, you know, I'm not going to force it on you. Well, let's, let's, go, let's go bit by bit. So, I, even okay. with, what I just, with what I just said, I do think Shield versus Miz and Barr would have been a bit anticlimactic because... Don't get me wrong. I think the Shield's gonna win regardless, but every but everybody would have known yeah. it. It would have been completely telegraphed. It it would have been Oscar versus Emma twice, right? I was all for the addition of Braun Strowman, only only because uh the dynamic of Miz being a chicken shit. He's gonna let those three fight the Shield, but anyway, and just pick his spots. So it still would yeah. have been effectively a three-on-three with Miz kind of almost being, if nothing else, a kind of a manager, right? Yeah. Plus, For sure. anytime I can see Roman and Braun go at it, bro, those two got chemistry, man. Definitely, dude. You know, um, 
we talked about, you know, we just, just talked about Braun being added. I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, you make some valid points, though. Um, one person who, like, initially I was kind of like, I kind of chuckled at their addition um, was Kane. Oh, God. You know, because I'm like, this, like, this dude, like, go represent the Libertarians, man. Do us a favor, you know. Don't worry about what's going on on Mondays, dude. Go help Knox County, Tennessee. Um, you know, you're good for small business or whatever. I can't remember exactly what the ad is, although his shirts for his campaign are pretty cool in my opinion. But yeah, I are. do want to say, I um, and maybe this is a bit of a hot take. I, I don't know. I think they added Kane in mm-hmm. because I think there will be some infighting between him and Braun Strowman, and we will get a Braun Strowman and Kane feud. So, you know, Braun can go over Kane, get some heat, you know, because Kane, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, and I'm not the biggest Kane fan. Okay. Um, he's always get, like, pardon the pun, always going to have some heat for sure. <laughs> I see what you did there. I caught that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it wasn't entirely intended, but he's always going to have some heat because he's got that legacy. You know, I feel like, you know, even like fans of my ilk that are, you know, so young, you know, if you've watched the network or you've watched, you know, any like DVDs about Helena Seller or The Undertaker, the moment you're most going to associate with Kane, it's his debut at Helena Cell. Absolutely. And like, you will never forget that. And thus, you know, you're always going to have like a certain amount of like respect and like maybe some adoration towards Kane as well. But his addition, again, it's. <laughs> A little silly, in my opinion. Although one positive, I love the mo- the the uh, the mods they've done on his theme song. I think they just added some guitar, made it a little heavier. Yeah, but I CFO, love it. CFO's got to it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, first, did you see the meme that had Kane coming out of the, uh, coming out of the, uh, underneath the ring, and the meme said, uh, "Don't forget to vote." i did see that man i saw that it it popped me for sure dude i loved that that is hilarious so so yeah the reason this is funny to me and i have i have a conspiracy theory as i usually do on these podcasts but the reason it's funny to me is because i mean we just went through months of this dude having very very open debates and and campaign videos and commercials about wanting to make Knox County, Tennessee a better place. And, you know, real change starts in the small towns. And then you pop up on Raw in the demon mask, dog. Like, go make a change. Now, I understand he's still under contract. Vince been good to him. He want to always reward Vince. Um, but, so my, here's my conspiracy theory. I disagree that Kane and Braun are going to beef. In fact, I think, and Mind you, this isn't what I want, because I'm going to hate this with a fucking passion. Yes. But I think Taker coming back. Uh. I think it's going to be The Shield versus Taker, Kane, and Braun. And I think Braun might, I don't know if this much is true, this is just me really just bullshitting now, but what if Braun is like Kane's son or some shit? (laughs) It's not outside of the realm of possibilities is the thing, you know, like. Two months ago, we just revealed that Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son, so it's not 
completely out there. I got you one better. I got you one better. What if Sister Abigail was Cain and, and uh, Sister Abigail's Cain and Undertaker's mama? Remember, Sister Abigail died because she burned. She got burnt. How did Cain and, uh, Cain and Undertaker's mama die? Uh, now, I realize this is absolutely fantasy booking and it has no no okay, possibility it is, whatsoever. It is fantasy booking and I'm not an opponent of fantasy booking, but I am an opponent of fantasy booking when it makes me cringe and want to pull my hair out. And, and that just <laughs> But no, That's but no I, I, I just think the visual of the two preeminent well he already so Braun already beat the preeminent uh, big man left show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only did he beat him, he beat his ass numerous times. Sent him to the hospital. So I think the visual of the greatest three-man group in history, I said that shit, yes, versus the preeminent big man possibly in history not named Andre, Kane, Taker, next to Braun. That's a fucking visual standing across the ring from each other. At Survivor Series, which is Taker's show? Yeah. I I, okay. I don't want it to happen. I, I will write Vince and tell him I don't want it to happen. I will call Triple H because me and him are on... No, wait, I'm playing. But I will... Yeah, you and Paul. Yeah, you're yeah, on me, good terms me, there. Me, yeah, you know, Paul, Paul's my Paul's my goddaddy. But... <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. But I'm I'm hoping it doesn't happen. But, man, when Vince, when Vince smell money, bro... And... Tell me, look, we would all hate it, but we would all still watch and we'd all still go. And the second second that gong hits, we'd all mark out again. You know we would. Yeah. So, yeah, the idea of what what was your idea? Was it the idea of basically Taker against Braun? Is that it? I don't know if we're going to see Taker versus Braun. In fact, I think this is where Taker and Kane both officially peace out. Construction and Braun against the Shield. I, you know, I could maybe, you know, it would, it would protect Undertaker, uh, considering you know how old and seemingly immobile he was at WrestleMania. Fragile. Hopefully he's uh, in. Yes. Absolutely fragile, fragile. for yes. sure. Oh man. Brittle. Brittle. Yeah, that, that would <laughs> falling apart. Dust. Yes. Garbage. Nearly, uh, nearly obsolete. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely hope that doesn't happen. I've, I've been fairly outspoken. I want Undertaker to stay gone. More for his sake than mine. But, but yeah. Also, there's a bit of selfishness in there. I'm not, you know, I haven't been a big fan of his stuff in the past few years. But overall, like... I'm not entirely, like, down on the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. You know, I've given my rationale as to why I feel like it doesn't feel, like, entirely right. It feels somewhat hollow to me, personally. But, you know, I'm not going to, you know, throw that at you and be like, Hey, Rance, this is why you're wrong, pal. But Well, because you know you'd be wrong. Oh. Is that so, sir? Everything about the show is positive, right? Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Can we, yeah. Can we talk about this bullshit that the only reason the show was put back together was to make Roman liked again? Come on. Yeah, that's dog. that that like I don't okay. Rance, you and I normally don't agree. Uh sometimes our, our arguments uh, our our relationship can be a little bit contentious. Absolutely. But I com- I 
<laughs> but we're still brothers. That's just how it That's is. That's the man. reason why it's contentious because we're brothers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> this. Oh, they just brought back the shield to get Roman over. First off, he's over. <laughs> right? He's already over. I think. I think like, one day we need to make a podcast about explaining to people what the word over means. I, don't, I think that everybody thinks that the word over means he's cheered. That's not what over means. Yeah. Yeah, over more than anything. Like, I mean, you could say, oh, he's not over entirely as a babyface or whatever. You know, that's, you know, he's not entirely over as a babyface. I'm not going to argue that. Um, he's got his legion of fans, that's for sure. You know, they're very vocal. Um, the other part is very vocal as well, but. Either way, you know he's already over. Dog, Why, he's, you don't have to. You, you don't have to bring back a faction to get a guy over if he's already over. He he's the, not the, pushed the real, as a babyface. He's pushed as a protagonist. Yeah. That's a tremendous yeah. difference. Yeah, it's like uh, Walter White, protagonist. Absolutely not a good guy. Not no, at all. No, by no stretch of the imagination. Dexter. But oh fuck Dexter. Sorry. I, I I didn't mean to bring back bring up bad memories, but yes, he's he's a protagonist, not a babyface. But yes, please continue with your point. I'm so, I apologize. Oh no, you're fine, dude. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you don't. The real reason, in my opinion, maybe it's a little woke of me to say, Uh-oh. but the real reason the shield was brought back was because they knew. Brock Lesnar is not going to be on this card. They well, need we, a selling point. That's what we thought. <laughs> so, let's bring back the shield. Even if it's a one-month thing. And I don't think it is, necessarily. It's hard to tell, but I don't think it is. They're booked for, um, they're booked for MSG the day after Christmas. Really? So, yeah, it's going to be at least until January, at least. Okay. I could, I could maybe get behind that, you know? That's for sure. Um... I mean, oh man, like, come on guys, let's, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to like it if you don't like Roman, it's whatever, but he's over. That's just how it is. What's funny is, so, maybe I'm jaded. You know, sometimes I really got to question these things about myself. Yes. So often, more than not, I'm so drastically different than every other fan right sometimes i really got a question is it me <clears throat> and i'm a i'm a noted and open roman fan right fan not yes. fan. uh but they've been back together for two weeks now two or three weeks i my timelines are all messed up but yeah i, I wanted i believe it's i believe it's officially two because last week was the first week they were together in okay in the garb yeah um, two weeks yeah Roman hasn't done anything different than what he's done for the past two years. Yet, no. he was booed at every opportunity he could be by, you know, our demographic and males. For the past two weeks, he's been cheered probably, not, not fully unanimously, but like 85%. 75-85, somewhere in there, that's for sure. Right, yeah, thank you. He's not doing anything different. So what does no. that tell you? 
You can say it. You can say it. I'll say it for that, you. I mean... <laughs> I'll say it for you. Fans are full of shit. That's what it is. Full of shit. Oh, man. Or, or, oh, or for man. my PG fans, caca. Ooh. How about boo-boo? Does that work? Eh, you know what? There's there's a sub there's a subgroup of fans that like that word. Or if you if you're a John Cena fan from 2003, poopy. Poopy. <laughs> oh man, poopy. But, uh, th- th- this is like this is this. I, I I if y'all didn't listen to me, y'all uh check out our, our homeboy Tim Rose's podcast, Unsanitary Pot Sauce. He was Avery on LOP, but I did his uh podcast last week and I talked about this. This is why I don't write. Because if I wrote, most of the columns I would still write would be, you're stupid, you're wrong, this is why. And that's not enjoyable for me, and I don't want to be that guy, but I've been I've been carrying the Roman flag for two, for two, three years now, talking about how he's over, and that y'all liked him at first, but you turned on him because he wasn't, because he, he was everything y'all wanted, and they gave him to you anyway, this, that, and the other, and y'all just go and prove me right. Y'all going to prove me right. What what was all the what was all the complaining about? Well, you know what? Well, he needs to get rid of the shield music. Well, the shield music come out, y'all lose your mind. Well, he needs to get rid of he needs to get rid of the, the outfit and change his outfit. Well, he changes his outfit. He goes back to the same outfit. You lose your mind. Well, he needs to well, stop come out the crowd and come down. Well, he did that, and then he goes back to the crowd. You lose well, your mind. Okay, okay. First off, um, you know, to those last three points there. You could make an argument, you know, oh, we love this because it's all three of them now. Where It's the shield. It's not just Roman. So I will defend them in, in that sense. You know? you I'm not here to him. cause a war. That, you can still boo him when he does something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can, for sure. Right? But, yeah. I just watched, I just watched the Celtics Tuesday go to Cleveland and... Every time Kyrie touched the ball, they booed like crazy. He passed somebody else just just watching the game. Kyrie touched the ball, booed like crazy. You could very easily boo him every time and still cheer the group. They're not doing that. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like uh, when DX came to Canada in like 2006 or whatever, that sort of thing. And Sean got hate, but the group got yep. love. Yes. Yep. Okay. I can see that. So, uh, man, I, I don't know about you. I've said my piece on the shield. Um, I've got all of my two cents out or two dollars by now. Uh, do you have anything else to add on them? Wait a minute. I thought this was a ninety-minute podcast about the shield. You you duped me. Uh, man, we we made this clear. We're gonna get your <laughs> love fest. We're gonna get your love fest out of the way, and then we're gonna have my love fest. Okay, that's so how I'm, it is, bro. So I'm gonna sit back and sit on mute and let you go ahead and do your thing. I'm gonna just sit back. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll have this done within an hour. I promise. But uh, <laughs> go guys, ahead, man. first off, I want to say, since the last time we recorded, um, and Carl's not here, unfortunately, uh, things came up. We have had two pay-per-view prediction contests. And two times I have won. So there's a, you know, a couple of little bragging rights there for me. I know how to pick pick wrestling matches and some others, you know, don't. But it's whatever. It's a little trivial pursuit. Um, 
that being said, the last time we recorded, unfortunately, you know, was not released. It, things came up again. It's whatever, you know. Um, I had said, and this was just after they had done Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens one-on-one on SmackDown. And I had said one way or another, whether it was as a heel or as in a feud with Kevin Owens, after Hell in a Cell, Sami Zayn is going to be featured. There were two people on here, not Rance. Rance didn't, you know, didn't disagree with me here. Um, Carl, you know, our, our third man and uh, our good friend, the young boy. And I love the young boy, Josh Smith. Awesome guy. They had said this. They effectively, you know, they had said this isn't going to lead to anything for Sami Zayn or, you know, to the effect of I would not be surprised if this doesn't lead to anything for Sami Zayn. Again, I was right. Um, although, you know, a couple weeks later, you know, when it came down to it, you know, the pay-per-view is about to start or whatever. We're getting there. I was doubting it. I'm like, OK, you know, maybe a five percent chance that uh, Sami Zayn actually turned seal because unnamed dirt sheet predicted it. And unnamed dirt sheet is not the most accurate as it happens. They don't really have sources or anything. That's the real name, by the way. Unnamed dirt sheet. I just wanted to put that. Well, uh, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're not going to step on any toes. But uh, <laughs> but that being said, when... Okay, Rance, first off, let's talk about the turn itself. Um, I'm going to give you my perspective, and then you can give yours. When it initially happened, Kevin Owens on the table, mm-hmm. Shane dives. Like an idiot. First, yeah, first, yeah, like an idiot, yeah, uh, as Kevin Owens had alluded to. Um <laughs> <laughs> I noticed Kevin Owens on the table, and I'm like, that medic looks a little close. And honestly, I thought it was uh, Doc Amon, the the redheaded sure, doctor. Sure. I thought it was Doc Amon. And then, you know, I had tunnel vision watching the dive. I just thought, you know, oh shit, Shane goes through the table, but Owens moved. How did Owens roll through? And then Graves says something. I'm like, what? It, like he got pulled, but who did he get pulled by? And then the camera pans to Sami Zayn. You lost your and shit. Detroit, Detroit loses their shit, and I lose all of my shit. Any shit I've ever had, I lost. That's what happened. Um, the turn itself was amazing. The the event that inspired the turn, amazing. Well, um, let's let's, let's, let's stick with let's stick with just killing the cell first. Okay, yeah. Well, well Rance, I want you to you, you know weigh, weigh in your two cents, man. What was your uh, perspective? So, you know, we give WWE a lot of shit. Um, and me and you had a good conversation about this the other day. I, yes, I think we, we should give them credit when they when they make good when they make good decisions. One thing WWE has consistently Absolutely. done great. One thing they have always done great is misdirection. Look at this while I'm doing this. They do it wonderfully. Yes. If they didn't, Bray Wyatt wouldn't come out of the, come out of nowhere all the time, right? Yeah. So we all know there's numerous times Dr. Amen has had to come out to the ring, right? Yes. Sammy and Amen are about the same size. So don't same think right. So don't think that wasn't on purpose. I thought it was a doc too. Um when I when it happened, dog. Uh well first my first thought was Shane is a fucking idiot. <clears throat> <laughs> If, and I, you know I'm a Shane Mark. I love dude, but yeah. he's a fucking idiot. Uh, he likes punishment too much. He's a masochist. Yeah. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I I hate to see what his wife does to him. To shut up, Rance. Oh God. Okay. Um. But yeah, man. I when I saw it was him, and my first thought was, it's not a turn. He just feels he needs to save his friend until he pushed the ref, and that's something you've pointed out very, very, very firmly. Yeah. I want to say real quick. I forgot to mention that that. Son of a bitch! Shoved <laughs> senior official Mike Kyoto. Come on, Sammy. Like Mike. you're my guy, but don't disrespect senior official Mike Kyoto. Come why, on. Why you gotta be all that though? Why you gotta be all that? <laughs> why you gotta be a son of a bitch, man? What that man do? He just pushed the man. I, that that position commands respect, Rance, and that respect was not shown there. Man, go. All right. That's hilarious. Uh, but that's what made me think, maybe he's turned him. Um, and I, I really love the ambiguity they had with him not walking with with Kevin. He just walked away on his own, which made it think, well, what the fuck did he do it for? Had he walked with Kevin, it would have kind of gave it away, right? Absol- absolutely, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I think they, 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 they knocked the first pitch home run Grand Slam. That was expertly done. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, that was Hell in a Cell. And I loved, like, the little stuff that Sammy did in that turn, too. Like, at, you know, after he, you know, shoved the ref, made him count, whatever. He kind of gets this weird look on his face, like, oh, my God, what have I done? He rubbed his face. Yeah, he rubbed his hair. Yeah. Looked in the he crowd. Looked, he, no, no, he didn't look in the crowd. He looked right at Shane McMahon's sons, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I keep forgetting they were right there, but yes, he looked at. And his one kid. of them actually, one of them actually flipped him off. He's a big man. Yeah. What do you expect? He's a big man. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? They're a little, uh, <laughs> little brats raised by Shane McMahon, that trust fund having ass bitch. Damn, but, uh, you were really upset. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not shoot upset, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then on Tuesday, we get to uh, this promo. And first off, uh, Kevin Owens, as always, home run again as a promo. Um, he explains how he saw a white light when he was on that table. He had an out-of-body experience. Saw a white light. Was at in line at the pearly gates. And he hates being in line. So he was trying to sneak up to the front. But then he got waved up by St. Peter. Of course he did. Of course. St. Peter says, Kevin, Kevin, as much as we want you, they need you. (laughs) And he says, I was even given my own guardian angel, Sammy Zane. And that line itself, that cracked me up. And I I, I pitched it before because he had said, you know, welcome to Kevin's heaven. I'm going to put this in audio. I need a musically talented fan and also a fan who's talented in video editing to make a parody or a cover of the seventh heaven theme song with lyrics relating to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the like, I would just, I I need that. I'm putting that out there. Hopefully someone will reciprocate. Um, anyway, wow. He introduces his guardian angel and his best friend, Sami Zayn. And, Bro, Sammy knocked it out of the park. I mean, I know, like, yeah, I'm a fucking Sammy Zayn super fan. Sure. But removing, like, removing all bias, you know, yes. as best as I can. Yes. I can honestly say that promo 
was amazing. And I loved how, and Sami Zayn, you know, did this. He didn't really change much. I mean, yeah, he danced a little sarcastically that week. Um, yeah. Um, but how he cut his promo. And, you know, yeah. it goes to back to what, what we've said before, what you've said before. It doesn't, you know, what you say does not matter necessarily. What matters more so is how you say it. Absolutely. He did not change his diction at all. Nothing. How he said, how he said anything. He even framed it in a way that, and you know, part of this can be blamed on the fact that he didn't have a foil to go up against in this promo battle. Um, the crowd never booed him. Like not until like Kevin Owens, like raised his hand and they hugged. The crowd did not boo him. They didn't know what to do. They were still shocked. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like that's wow. I like, I love the promo. Absolutely. I think um, we'll get to the second one. I think he's had two promos as a heel and he has absolutely killed both of them. Oh yeah, definitely both A's. But Rance, what did specifically what did you think of this one? Well, before I get to the promo, the best part of the whole segment was him coming out and not changing a fucking thing. Like you would think after that he would come out somber and shit. No, this motherfucker dancing like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh my god. It is it's like he's so happy. He's genuinely in bliss right now. It's good because, like, all too often we'll see guys turn and then they just do a 180. And that's just, that's, you know, that's not really all that natural, to be completely honest with you. But he, I think, what, so, but the difference between this and a lot of other turns, a lot of turns are, a lot of other turns are, well, the fans screwed me over or the fans are the reason why I didn't get what I wanted or this and that. This turn was the exact opposite of that. The fans, did, they did everything they could to help me. They tried. This isn't their fault. It's management. So I've tried to placate you guys and be good. It gets me nowhere. You've tried yeah. to help me. It gets me nowhere. My best mm-hmm. friend out here murdering, well not, well, not murdering, but you know, like powerbombing bitches on aprons and shit. Mm-hmm. And he getting title after title after title. Maybe I should do what he does. And you you just you just alluded to it when uh when KO pointed out about how Sammy pulled him to the side, or I think it was Sammy that pointed it out when he pulled him to the side and pulled Shane to the side and said, "Look, you don't know him like I know him. Like I see that look in his eye, chill." And he kind of like yeah. patted him on the head, like, "Okay, it's all right, I got it." Yeah. And he was like, "I realize like, you don't give a fuck about me." Like from a kayfabe standpoint, how like and of course he's a McMahon, so it makes sense. How arrogant of Shane McMahon to brush off the biggest rival, the like the most common rival of Kevin Owens when he's trying to give you advice. Well, this That's is a, crazy, this is a dude who got his head smashed through a window by AJ Styles and then walked to the back to the fucking front to fight this motherfucker. <laughs> this is who he is. For the record, for all you creative haters, don't think that that wasn't written all those weeks ago. That that wasn't planned. That the, little interaction. The, the turn itself? The, no, the interaction between Sammy and Shane when Shane brushed him off. Oh. Don't think oh, yeah. that wasn't planned. Yeah. For all the creative haters Absolutely. That was absolutely planned. I do, because I, I owe it to one, probably Brian Armstrong, Ryan Ward, and whoever else, you know, helps write SmackDown. You have done an amazing job on this story in particular. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
I would like some acknowledgement when I try to compliment you on Twitter. You fucking muted, bro. <laughs> I bet you muted. <laughs> I probably am. I've said a lot to him, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, awesome stuff for sure. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else to add on the second promo? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good, man. Uh, no, that's it for the second. For the second one, but the third one is what we really need to highlight, the, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, one more thing about the that first promo there. Um, I loved, like, the cheesiness after the hug of, like, you know, Kevin Owens introduces uh, my best friend, Sami Zayn, and then raises his hand. No, 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 Sammy no, Zayn no, goes no, back no, no, no. My best says, friend, no. Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin Owens, yeah. And then Kevin Owens does it again, and then Sammy just ups it again, the cheesiness, the ham. Uh, as uh, one wrist layman would say. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the hell, the, yeah. I did my head. Whatever, wrist. He says, give it up for the victorious Kevin Owens. And, oh, my God, good stuff it's, for sure. That promo hilarious. was amazing. Oh, and then, and then, they knew after that last week, we got to get him booed. He's a heel. We got to get him booed. What are we going to do? Well, we are in Seattle. We do have Daniel Bryan. Yep. Let's have him not only interrupt Daniel Bryan, let's have him come out dancing sarcastically like an asshole. Even more might than I add, Yes. Might I add a nice little nuance here from, you know, whether it's creative, Sami Zayn, Vince McMahon, whoever. He now wears, you know, that dumb hat he wears? Yeah. It's a black one. Yeah. You know, as like the old, the old West would go, you know, the black hat is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> he comes out here and, you know, Brian's like, why'd you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you and me, we've been in the same spot. And uh, Sammy cuts him off. And I love like in this second promo, he picked up on the like he's used his quirks, you know, like we kind of saw as a face where basically they kind of made him look like a geek for the most part. George Costanza. But Yes. Yeah, he picked up those little quirks that he has of being the George Costanza of WWE. And he used them to his advantage because, you know, now if, you know, he gets in a promo battle with a guy, you know, they can use like, ah, you're fucking weird or whatever they would say. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They probably wouldn't say fucking weird because it's a PG show and, you know, sponsors or whatever. But (laughs) anyway. Yeah. um, Yeah. He he cuts them off. He says, you know, we have some similarities. We are, you know. Great in-ring performers. Then he pauses for about as long as I did, and he says, well, I still am. (laughs) And the crowd just loses their shit. Like, they are just mad at the guy. And, uh, you know, they go back and forth a little bit. Sammy said, you know, Sammy says, you know, if you didn't, if you would have worked, you know, smarter, not harder, kind of like I have, kind of like I am. You wouldn't have had to retire here, you know, because of your little martyr complex. You're now a housewife. In five minutes, might I add, might I add, five minutes before he said this, he came out. The crowd was singing his theme song. Like they were like there was a part of them that was genuinely excited to see him, you know, Yeah. even if it's just subconsciously. Yeah. And they said and they chanted it like mostly in unison. Sammy sucks. Sammy sucks. He got, he got over. Yeah. Oh, my God. He is over as a heel. That's for sure. Kevin Owens comes out. He rubs salt in the wound. And he says, you know, you are what you hate. 
You're the authority. You're what you fought and, uh, after fought so long in your career. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> Canadian accent came through by Sami Zayn there. Oh, he said against, against. Against. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was. Uh, I'm sure that was accidental, but it was still hilarious, man. No, I think it was. I think it was on purpose. I. It slips out a, a bit, so in, I don't know. In, in wrestling, what's more hateable yeah. in American wrestling than the Canadian? Okay. Uh, that's okay, yeah. Right. Or yeah, any type of yeah, whether it's like an accent or a foreign language or what have you. But especially, but, especially Canada, because Canada's a bizarre yeah. world, right? Canadians, yes. you could you could be the biggest face in the world and go from America and go to Canada and get booed because you're not a you're not Canadian. He was in Seattle, mm-hmm. three hours from the Canadian border. That was on purpose, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. But oh my god, and then. Night wasn't over for them, you know. They they uh, go back and forth, and uh, oh, Sammy calls him a sellout. That's how the promo ended. Yes. And you know they they hug again, and it was even cheesier than the first one, because Sammy immediately gets that shit eating grin I've been sending you <laughs> in the group chat. He immediately gets that shit eating grin on his face as he's hugging Kevin. Brian leaves all sulky and whatnot. Owen's like, "Where are you going?" And he says, I'm going to find two guys to punch you in the face. I don't know why I love that, but I love what Brian says. He's going to find someone to punch someone in the face, you know? Brian has gotten so good. Brian has found his voice. Because he's not a great talker. Yes. But everything he says sounds like something Brian would say. And that's even better. That's that's better to me than being a talent. That's better than being Enzo. Because Enzo is a really talented talker. But yeah. I'd much rather somebody who sounds real and relatable. That's Brian sounds like him. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I, I admitted Zaniac, as it were. That's one of my favorite things about Sami Zayn is that, like, his promos, like, even if they are scripted, they don't necessarily sound scripted. You know, no. they sound like like he believes what he's saying. Even if, in some cases, you know, recently, what he's saying is completely abhorrent. But it's still, he sounds but like it's he not wrong. It. But it's not wrong. Yeah. yeah absolutely, the yeah. Best, the best heels are the ones that are justified. Sammy's absolutely yeah. justified. He is completely justified. And it's crazy, man. Like, what, like, okay, when I had said a month ago, like, man, you know, I could see Sammy Zane going heel. I was thinking, like, I, you know, I could see it, but yeah, is it going to work? Yeah. Honestly, thinking like this could be almost like a death sentence for him. But, you know, if these two promos and yeah, it's a small sample size. If these two promos and the match he had later are anything to go by, mm-hmm. he is going to do amazing as a heel to but, a point to a point uh-huh. where when they do eventually split up. You could run Sami Zayn as the heel. Well, that's what I was going to say. This wouldn't have worked if he didn't stick with, with Kevin because Kevin established. Yeah. Not only is Kevin yes. established, but again, look at the subtleties of the situation. We're not a year, we're not even six months away from Kevin turning on Chris Jericho. Yes. Right? So the crowd is yeah. conditioned to know that Kevin not only is a piece of shit, but Kevin doesn't give a fuck about nobody else but himself. So now you have nobody. his longtime best friend who he screwed over every opportunity he's gotten from the moment he got signed. And yes. dude's going to turn on the fans to get back with him. So I don't doubt that dude is talented enough, Sammy is, uh, 
to find a way to make it work on his own if the turn if he would have turned on his own religion. But yeah. Kevin being with him and teaming with Kevin has helped as because I didn't even see I didn't see the match between those two and Orton and Shinsuke. But oh after, man! And I, know, I heard it was good. Uh, I'll watch it when I get yeah. a chance. But afterwards, when they won, and they're closing out the show, and he's screaming out, "Hug me, hold me tight, just hold like, me tighter, yeah." Just that shit. It is it's it's perfect. And you and you already know how the crowd is, man. The crowd, they want affection, but they hate affection. It it's weird. Yeah, it you know is I mean? weird. Yeah, for sure, they'll, man. They'll chant. They'll chant hug at Daniel Bryan and Kane, but when Sammy and Kevin do it, you know, it's a heel move. Hypocrites, Hypocrites I tell you. Well, you can't trust them. Clearly, with Roman, I've been telling y'all this for years. Y'all say I'm crazy. I'm just saying. Also, there is one thing you mentioned in the first promo. You know, he didn't blame the fans. This time he did. And that's a nice touch, to be honest with you, because while, yes, the best heels are justified. Mm-hmm. Um, a good quality of a heel is to be hypocritical and not realize it. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's changed his tune a week later. And he even said, like, you didn't uphold your end of the bargain. Like, what a oh, fucking a asshole, line. dude. Such a great line. Such a <laughs> What great a line. jerk. And I loved and You know, this goes back to the quirks um, when he said, you know, I took back ownership of my career. Let me tell you. It feels good. Yeah. In his face, <laughs> it's all sorts of stupid. Yes. So, all speaking, sorts of stupid. Speaking of those quirks, we need to shout out El Generico somewhere in Mexico right now at the orphanage. But in all seriousness, something that you pointed out earlier, uh, dude has great, not just great facial expressions, but he has, he's great at the subtle things and the little things, body movement and stuff like that because he had to wear the mask for 12 however long many years so you know that needs to be noted that he's he's really becoming a full like a fully well-rounded performer because if there was any if there's any part of his game you would say could could possibly be lacking it wasn't so much talking but conveying emotion that wasn't fire baby face shit to a crowd yeah and he is conveying yeah. emotion excellently absolutely so, yeah shout out to sammy man dude dude he he might be the mvp of the, of the month right now yeah maybe so man we'll uh we'll see what happens at the end of the month but yeah um oh one more thing on the on the subject before we go on to uh someone who may or may not be in the company anymore we don't know uh anyway main event owens and zane nakamura and orton First off, you didn't see this match. I did. Let me say, everyone in this match felt motivated. It felt it felt like they were motivated. Yes, okay. even okay. even Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens looked like they were motivated. Oh, I know. Oh yeah, those two, right? Crazy, crazy, right? No, uh, in all seriousness, like Orton looked motivated. This match was awesome. There were multiple spots in there where like Owens like powders out um, on one side of the ring. Orton goes out. Sami Zayn happens to be in between them on the apron, so he ducks down and takes a blow for uh, for Kevin Owens, basically, just to save him. Nice little touch there. Um, they get to the finish, and I'm just going to skip to the finish. Oh, by the way, uh, Sami Zayn took a... Uh, you know that bump Orton would give the Singh brother on the announce table? Oh, and Sami went through the table, yeah. Sami went through the table, I yeah. I saw that gift, but uh, that's because Sami's like 40, 50 pounds bigger than yeah, the Singh Sammy's brother. Not- 
yeah, Sammy's not 100 pounds. He's 150. But, um, but yeah. Sammy's probably um, what, like two, 215, huh? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not a cruiser. Yeah, he's not a cruiser. No, he is not a cruiser weight. Um, anyway, get to the finish. Um, Owens powders out on the apron. He's not legal. Takes out Nakamura. Orton has Zane up for the uh, implant DDT. Zane gets off the ropes. Owens distracts the ref. Zane low blows uh, Randy Orton. The crowd, like I said, they were hot for all of this. Mm-hmm. They lost their shit. They just, an eruption of booze. Like, very clear booze were in there. And it was, like, very clear and loud booze, too. Like, let's, you know, make that clear as well. Okay. They were there. They were present. Sami Zayn, as Orton, for some reason, stumbles to the uh, to the corner, for whatever reason. I don't know. I guess he's never faced Sami Zayn, so he doesn't oh, yeah. know. Oh, yeah, he kicked. Yep. God. And... Mind you, mind you, while Zane is crawling to the other corner, he has got the biggest smirk on his face because he knows what he did. And then he kicks him. He pins Orton. One, two, three. Might I add, clean as a whistle, according to Sami Zayn. Yes. According to Sami Zayn. And um, Owens, like, gives him a hug. Uh, They go to the back. Owens is like, what's next? What next? Zane's like, what's next? What's next, huh? Lumberjack match, handicap match, my personal favorite, Daniel Bryan on a pole match, huh? <laughs> and then back to the little things. He laughs at his own joke. He Like, that's such a dick thing to do. Because yeah. I do it all the time. He laughs at his own joke. Especially um, when the joke's not funny. Oh, yeah. Like the, the lay community. But, um... <laughs> Please, yeah, y'all don't want to know about that. Go, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, and this like, seemed like the show was blocked kind of weird. Cause you know, they said, you know, what's next? Brian says, oh, that's not up to me. That's up to Shane McMahon. And they get this look on their face. Don't, don't, and then, I'm, and then there's like, but that should have been the end. You would think that's the end of the show, but it goes back to the crowd, to the, to the arena. And Orton and Nakamura are staring like on the on the ramp at the bottom of the ramp. And for a second, and I'm not alone in this from what I've heard, I thought um, Orton was going to RKO Nakamura. It's coming. Though. That didn't happen. Yeah, you think it's coming, but they've already got quite a few heels, not many faces on SmackDown, it seems. So we'll I don't do know that face, it's a good idea. Do a face against face. Shinsuke got to wrestle okay. somebody. That's true, yeah. And and Orton um, and Orton is uh, tweener enough to still be a face and get cheers, but to be the heel of the match. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Zayn and Owens come back out. <laughs> Kevin Owens says, "Yes, yes, we did what we said we were gonna do." This whole time, Sami Zayn's got another shitting grin on his face. He's doing yes like an asshole, and uh, man. And then they leave, and as they're leaving, we've alluded to it already, Kevin Owens says, hug me! Hold me tight! And... <laughs> oh, man. I have, uh, I have gushed about this program enough already. I'm, I'm about I've to said say, my piece on it. Jesus, we have been... This has been as as the Sammy Turns podcast. I will say... I want to say know. one more thing. I want to say one yeah. more thing. Uh, and please, we need to be done with Sammy for the night because I can only take so much yeah. Sammy in a day. Oh yeah, absolutely, I understand. Uh, the only thing left for him is to get a new finish. 
Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. The yeah, Haluva can, can he's, they can still be in his repertoire. You know, because it's quick, fast, and catch people off guard. But he needs a new yeah. finish. Hmm. What What do you suggest? Real quick, what do you suggest? Oh, hell, I don't know, man. Uh, The Koji could, could be a nice little twink, like a filler move until they figure something out. Because hills and hills and uh submissions are always good. Plus, it'll be a it'll show kind of since he hasn't used the Koji much in on the main roster, it'll be kind of a drastic yeah. change from him being the consummate high flyer risk taker guy to being a safer worker, which is another hill move, right? Yeah. If I'm a guy that does a lot of high flying flippy dippy shit. When I turn heel, I'm gonna wrestle mat based. So, yeah, definitely. Like that was one gripe I had. Wrestle mat based, like the guy from our next uh, segment that we want to talk about. See how that's a segue. Oh man, that's a segue. Oh yeah, like uh, like a guy who, as I alluded to, may or may not. Well, he's probably still under contract. One well, he's definitely uh, Neville. Still under contract. Yeah, Neville, Pac, whatever his shoot name is, I don't know, so I'm not going to say it. Benjamin uh, Lee. What's up, Sweet. Ben? Yeah, what up, Ben? We know you on a personal level now, pal. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> He came to the crib last week. Man. Yeah, definitely. He uh, wouldn't <laughs> shut up about FIFA or whatever. Something like that, yeah. With his fucking shirt tied, buttoned to the top. That shit pisses me off. <laughs> Yeah, don't button the top button, man. It's weird. I'm, but, uh, I'm losing you. Start over. I'm lo- I lost you. You, you're, uh, okay. you were breaking up. Start over. All right. Am I uh, breaking up now? No, you're good. Okay. But, yeah, dude, don't button the top button. That's weird. It's always been weird. It's never not going to be weird. Especially- this is never button. Yeah, what? especially in a short sleeve shirt. That's just it's just weird to me. Yeah, for sure, definitely. <laughs> but you know, we're not here to talk about Neville's shirts. Although, I mean, I could go in a full hour on it if we wanted. But I'm, yeah, we should. That's that's in this podcast, guys. The saga of Neville's Neville shirts. Shirt. Yes, <laughs> that would be. That's an April Fool's episode right there. That's for sure. <laughs> but man, I lost you. I think. He, God damn it! Keep going, brother. Just keep talking. I can. I'm gonna edit it all out. But we're doing good. All right. Yeah. So yeah, Neville may or may not be leaving. We don't know. We're not sure. We don't have a lot to go off of. It's not been acknowledged publicly. Um, Neville hasn't said a word. WWE has not said a word. Well, no Neville, one like of Neville ain't gonna say shit. He under contract. He can't say shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is an independent contractor, so they can't make him come to work. But with him still being under contract, he can't just say whatever. There you go. That's just that's how it is, you know. But yeah, I, like his he's definitely conspicuous by his absence. You know, it's not it like I think it's a shoot. I, I know how you feel. I think it's a shoot. Um, I don't want to see him go. 
I can tell you that for sure. Like, as much as I love, like, the New Japan that I see, I basically only watch New Japan once a year. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah, I watch Wrestle Kingdom. Ring of Honor, like, I might peep a match on YouTube if someone links it to me and says, hey, it's really good. That's just how I am. Yeah. Um, Impact, don't, don't fucking go near there if you do leave. Don't. Don't go near Impact Wrestling. He's that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to see him go, but I think he's gone, man. It sucks to say. Like, I hope they can work it out because I fucking love dude, you know, as a wrestler. He's awesome. Well, first, hold on. First, you said that he's conspicuous by his absence. No, he's not. I disagree with that because uh, this is one of those situations where the dirt sheets fuck shit up. The last we saw Neville, he lost his title shot because he attacked Enzo. And then the next week, he led all the cruiserweights out to beat the fuck out of Enzo, out of Enzo right? We haven't seen him since. So if yeah. we didn't know the rumors, all all we would possibly say was, well, you know, they're probably saving him for his big return. Because think about this. Just think about just just think about what we what we've seen, not what we know, but what we've seen. Nobody can nobody can wrestle uh, Enzo for the t- championship. Kalisto gets added to the division. Kalisto wins his first real night in the division, right? Yeah. So what does that mean? Neville can wrestle for the title again. Yes, he can. Fast mm-hmm. forward to Enzo's probably spoiler alert. Enzo's probably gonna win at TLC. I think so. Yeah. So had all this conjecture and the shit that we know, well that we've heard about and believe yeah. in the backstage not happened. I think the, the prevailing theory would have been in uh, Neville returns at TLC to go back out to Enzo when he wins the title, because that's a brand new reign. This reign doesn't have the same, uh, the claws, same claws yeah. stips, uh, attached, but because we read a dirt sheet, we believe, which by all, by about every except for WWE, by every single account, seems to be true. Yes. Because of that, we've led ourselves to believe this. And that's that's why, man, dirt sheets are cool and all, but that's why they, they mess things up, because let's say Neville does return to TLC. We depraved ourselves of a great storyline. I disagree. Oh, actually okay allow me to elaborate yes if Neville if neville does return i'm gonna be shocked because because of the pro wrestling sheet and ryan satin a very reputable dirt sheet as opposed to most other dirt sheets this yeah. one's actually reputable yeah yeah i'll give you that but for, you know because of what they reported i'm gonna be completely surprised if neville does return you know, I might not not be as surprised now that you put it out there, but you know this. You know, like I would be completely surprised. I think a lot of people would be completely surprised. So on the right. front that oh, you might de- deprave yourself of a cool moment or a cool storyline. I disagree. But but I I maybe may, I feel like you missed my point, and maybe you're not. But the point I'm trying to make is if we didn't know, if we had no idea about never walking out never knew about it right wasn't privy to that and never disappeared for a couple of weeks yeah nobody would think man you know what i ain't seen never in two weeks he must have quit no you're probably thinking 
well, they're waiting for Neville's next situation. And then he shows up after Enzo wins, cheering with the little Enzo squad he got that he paid off. Right? Neville, the big dog of the division. He comes back. All the fans would have been, oh, shit, Neville was just waiting for his time, buying his time. But now we've killed that because we choose to believe the story. Again, I'm not saying that the story isn't true. I'm not saying that. Because it turns out every, again, every indicator seems to be that it is. I'm just saying we're so quick to believe everything we read that if it turns out to not be true or to be changed, we've already killed the joy out of what we could have had because we want to believe it. That's the only point I'm trying to make. So I want to reiterate, I want Neville to be gone. Sometimes I get accused of being like maybe a bit of a WWE critic or WWE hater. And you are. But WWE, I can be critical. I I will admit that. But I would not watch a product if I just entirely hated it. You know, that's just, that's masochism. That's not what I'm about, honestly. I'm just going to make that clear so everyone knows it. I aim to watch good wrestling if I think I'm, you know, watching all bad or whatever, you know, whatever. Either way, WWE is the most accessible product out there for me, for anyone, to be perfectly honest with you. So I want Neville to be on the most accessible wrestling out there so I can see his matches because his matches are good. Um, I don't know if I'm really all in on the, the Neville and Enzo feud like some people might be, but... You know, that's neither here nor there. If they want to, I kind of hope they turn him face, man. And I think they're going to, if, if he does come back, um, get rid of that slow theme song. Cause I'm actually not a fan of the slow down theme, but yeah. Um, oh, I again, it. I hope he's not going. I, I think he it. is. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. But I hope he's not. Um, so if, so if the conversation is, do I think he's gone? No, I don't think he's gone. And you brought something up to me that made me think about that. So you brought up to me that there's been no statement. And the last time this happened, it was punk. Yeah. And I thought about that because you're completely right about that. I thought about that. But I think the differences between these two and other situations are this. And in Neville's in Neville's current situation, well, first and foremost, and uh, when we talked about what we were going to talk about, I wanted to put the two together. Nia Jax has apparently um, taken a leave of absence, but it was reported yes. that just like Neville, she got upset and walked out and quit, which is it could not be further from the truth. Now, that's not to say she's not upset, but she took a leave of absence. Let Bliss, Alexa Bliss tell it, her real-life best friend, she's worn out. This is a bigger chick, right? And I'm not saying that to be funny, but I mean bigger people it's harder for them to be on the road all the time it's harder for them to be on the road all the time right i'm I'm, wasn't trying to be make fun of or anything because she's beautiful to me um but we're big guys so yeah 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 we're big dudes so i'm not a hypocrite uh but uh also she's she's new to this business this isn't this isn't something she's prepared for she wasn't nxt but for a cup of coffee so I can understand yeah. her might needing a sec, right? I can understand that. Um, yeah, exactly. 
And I don't doubt that she's probably fed up that she's got to start, stop and start pushes. But yeah, so sure. here's what annoys me. Before we before we really got some insight into what it could be about Neville, it, the only conjecture was well Neville's not being booked right. And to that I say bullshit because Neville has been the most dominant champion, if not not most dominant, uh, superstar in the company since January. Uh, and he lost the title to a for for a better purpose because as great as as Neville is. Enzo Neville is a, is a wrestler. Enzo's a personality. Personalities are what sell wrestling. Yes. And two or five live. That's true. Right. Two or five live got what two or three main event slots because of Enzo. Right. So I'm not. I'm gonna say this and put some context on the situation. I'm not trying to take away from Enzo or Neville or any of the cruiserweights, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we've kind of seen it. And it lends, you know, the past years have lended credence to this, that maybe they don't put their best foot forward in that main event segment on Raw during like the thick of football season or the introduction of football season. So that's, you know, just a little bit of context there. But yes, three main event slots in a row. So that's, you know, not, nothing to, you know, scoff at for sure. But sorry to interrupt. Uh, go ahead, sir. No, you're good. And for the record, just to kind of retort that point. You're not, I mean, I'm sure that that's very possible, but that's irrelevant to me because at the end of the day, when we look back on this five years from now, we're not going to say, oh, Enzo main evented WrestleMania, uh, Monday Night Raw because it was Raw. football season. We're going to say Enzo main evented Raw, right? Plus, yeah, if you go back and watch on the network, nobody's gonna they're care. not going to like yeah, no one's gonna no one's gonna talk about Monday Night Football during, during this stuff that you're watching. So yeah, but either way. Yeah, and and also, um, two hundred five live. A lot of people were on the verge of saying it should be get, getting rid, of, you know, get rid of it. These guys got main yeah. got main event slots. So um, whatever whatever the reason is, mm-hmm. it's still a big deal. They wouldn't they wouldn't even get them. Yeah. they wouldn't even get in prime real estate. Before, you know, we'd be lucky if we. Dude, they were pre-show. Yes. So, so yeah, that person Enzo's personality, and not to mention him being one of the more popular main roster stars, has tremendously helped the division. So there's nothing against Neville. So, like, I hate this notion that oh, well, if I'm not booked how I want to be booked, then I'm not being booked right. Neville's lost two matches? Three matches it's since awesome. January? Well, yeah, yeah. About three matches, yeah. So he was booked negatively? Now, I can understand him maybe <laughs> wanting to be not in the Cruiserweight division, but you know what? This is wrestling. You're not going to do what you want. Right? In fact, yeah. in fact I, I, I bet you I bet you that he asked to be put in the cruiserweight division when he wasn't being utilized when he was healthy. Right? Cause I, he, I don't know if he did or not, but I would well, I would venture to think he might have done that because he wanted to be utilized. You know, there are going to be times, you know, unless you're like a member of the Shield, for example, or, you know, it even happened to Ambrose a little, where, you know, 
you're not going to be featured prominently. And in some cases, like, whether it was like the Usos from like basically like 2011 to 2014, like you're not going to be featured like at all. Like, uh, like, uh, we said we weren't going to mention him again, but like a Sami Zayn this summer, <laughs> like you're barely going to be featured. Like, no, uh, but that was, that was for storyline like, purposes. Disagree. You're a little too woke there, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, there are going to be times where you're like, as Edge has put it before, your stick to itiveness is going to be tested. Um, absolutely. Has like, and Neville, like this, that's not even the case with him in the Cruiserweight division. Like his stick-to-itiveness is not being tested. He was put there for a purpose, you know, yes. at least we can assume. Because, well, one, you're not doing much, you know, in, you know, the the real parts of Raw if you want to be mean about it. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> so let's put you in this division. That kind of needs a spark. We're going to use you. We know you can give it something of a spark. And, you know, he did there for a little bit. And then, you know, it's part kind of died out because I don't know, for some reason, that just kind of happens in the cruiserweight division. But <laughs> yeah, to think like, oh, this if anyone thought this was a demotion for Neville. Completely disagree. You know, Whoa. he was getting. Good. Well, OK, like I, this is not like a full on demotion. It's not the most. That's for sure. What I, I mean, what, it's not like it's not like you're gonna get like a third, second or third tier marquee match at SummerSlam with the guy from the Green Arrow, but whatever. What I what I was gonna say is the only way you yeah. get the, the only way you get demoted in wrestling is if you're off the card. Yes. Because at the end of the day, and I hate to continue to insult people's intelligence, but this isn't real. So there yeah. is there is no top of the card, bottom of the card, middle of the card. It's whatever the fuck I want to put you at. No spot is more important than the other. That is something that we have taught ourselves to believe. It's not real. It's not real. There is the, the main event is not more important than the second match on the card. It's not real. It is fake. It is all fake. So it's, it's not real. So unless you're off the card, you're not demoted. Well... I, I don't want to go too far into this rabbit hole because I know you disagree. You know, we've been, I know you disagree. We've been doing this for a while. We, I definitely disagree. You know, there like there is a certain amount of stock that is put into a main event talent as opposed to a guy who's second or third on the card. But let's not go too far deep into that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> um, Nia Jax, she's also gone, like you'd mentioned. She's taking leave of absence. Some have thought, oh, she's burnt out or whatever, and maybe she is. We don't know. I don't want to, you know, speculate too far because we don't know. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's there's not a lot going on there. Uh, one more thing, and, you know, it, it'll take, you know, maybe a minute from me. I don't know what you have to say about it. Mm -hmm. Two, Well, two things happened. Last week, and I don't disagree with WWE for doing this, is their prerogative. Jimmy Jacobs takes a picture with the Bullet Club outside of Raw. Yes. Tag, does their hashtag, does all that. Yes. They decide to fire him. However, there is an inconsistency. And okay. yes, it is their prerogative. However, there is a seamstress in WWE, an admitted, admitted WWE employee. Mm -hmm. You know, basically kind of implies like, oh, I wish Matt Hardy was dead. Mm -hmm. 
puts that on Twitter in a public forum. Mm-hmm. One Julie Youngberg. Yeah. WWE does not say a word about this. Okay. That's so, a problem. Well, it's not. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. I want to use another scenario to make my point, okay? You remember when the social media guy insulted Alberto Del Rio and Alberto Del Rio beat the fuck out of him? Yes, yeah. And Alberto got suspended because of it, or fired for because of that, right? Yes, yeah, so he got fired, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you, do you remember what happened to that dude? Uh he was wasn't he fired weeks later? Yes. Now this is the point I wanna make. Um a performer, a on air yes. character, or a writer, or people that are known. Right? Yeah. So if their departure happens, and in fact, the only reason no Jimmy Jacobs got fired is because Jimmy Jacobs came out and said I got fired. Right? There was no WWE.com didn't come out and say it. WWE never came out and said we yeah. fired him. We know because he came out and said yeah. it, right? Well, we know, yeah, because, yeah. And it's he made only... that sweet ass shirt on, on Pro Wrestling Tees as well. Which I gotta admit, I gotta admit, that's a genius shirt. But again, we, didn't, we don't know, For right? For sure. We don't know. Yeah, WWE doesn't need to come out and say anything about the seamstress because that will be handled internally because she's not she's an internal employee. She's not an employee that's you know she's not a, a public employee. You know what I'm talking about? What I'm trying to say, like Alberto Del Rio was she or like a wrestler was. So she wasn't. Okay. We didn't know this person existed until she said, "Yes, I work there." Right. At but, that point, it does become a problem, in my opinion. I I I completely disagree because, so can can I say who you work for? Uh, be vague about it. Kayfabe is a little. You work you work for uh, uh a, decently a sized big box retailer. Yeah, yeah, a decently sized retail company, right? Yes. Let's say let's say, uh, you come out and you say, "Man, I want to kill the CEO of the company." Yeah, it's, on the, the news isn't gonna pop up and say, "Oh, well, Caleb Baldwin gets fired because he, it's not gonna say that, right?" That okay, doesn't mean it fair. wasn't that doesn't mean it wasn't dealt with, right? Okay, yeah. So for all we know, this lady, for sure, yeah, if she hasn't got fired, yeah, might get fired. We don't know that, but she's not in the public eye of the company to need to be dealt with the way Alberto Del Rio was, and in Alberto Del Rio's situation. Had he just played ball, he was gonna get hired back a month later. But Del Rio got to be Del Rio, and he, he got mad and all this that, and the other. But the social media guy was immediately reprimanded and got fired three months, three weeks later. They just wanted to keep it yeah. quiet so they wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, I'm with you. She needs she needs to be handled. And yes. it's it's hilarious that she's apparently Shannon Moore's wife. And we know how close Matt and Shannon are. Carson, yeah. Uh, but she'll be dealt with. But yeah. I just don't think it needs to be talked about. Because if that's the case, then you know the Pandora's box, you're open. So what if so if the janitor walks in on walks in on uh Lana changing and he gets fired for that? Do we need to talk about the janitor getting fired? Like you're opening Pandora's box. Okay, that's that's fair. That's- but we can both agree that this does need to be dealt with for 
for sure, right? Oh, absolutely. You can't say a Whether person public needs to or die. Private. Yeah. A person yeah. needs to die? Wow. Yeah, that's kind of kind of fucked up. <laughs> now, now I, will say, I will say this. I don't know if it's a fireable offense. I don't know because it, it didn't okay. happen. It didn't happen on work time. It didn't happen on work premises. It was on a personal page. So I, I, I definitely think she should be reprimanded, but I don't know if it's fireable. Hmm. But I would, I would, if That's I would, that. if I was the boss, I would probably fire her only because I hate to say it like this, but she's very replaceable. She's a seamstress. Yes. She is expendable. That's for sure. And, uh, I'm, I mean, like, I'll just double up his workload or something. I don't know. But, well, yeah. Let me ask you this, man. Before, <laughs> I, I, I know we, I know we gotta, I know we gotta get out of here. But, uh, I wanna ask you one yeah. question, one more question before we kinda, you know, taper off into the sunset. Yeah, go ahead. These pictures are circulating about WWE's attendance. Yeah. And the side of the hard cam, just literally only the side of the hard cam, not any other side, because every other side in every picture is always full. But the side of the hard cam yeah. is, is empty for a certain situation. Some of these situations, it's at the end of the show or the middle of the show. Some of the, most of these situations I've, that I've seen tend to be at the beginning of the show or before the show. Nonetheless, they're circulating, and there's a fair portion of the arena that's empty. Now, as a person who goes to shows quite often, I know that most of the time that middle section is never full. <clears throat> excuse me, because of the equipment yeah. in it. Just the middle section. Yeah, I understand I that. Yeah. I can't speak for the others, but that middle section is normally not full. However, yeah, uh, I want and I and I know you're one of the guys that criticizes them for that, which I understand. Me being a bit of a WWE homer and a, sometimes an apologist, I wanted to, on air. I wanted to get what you thought about that. Do you think that there's a problem? Do you think that something's wrong? Like, what's your opinion on that? There is a problem. Um, I wish I knew what the solution was. However, uh, to their credit, and this could be credit to a hot crowd or, you know, Daniel Bryan, maybe they didn't advertise, I don't know. But they had a mostly full arena on SmackDown this week. However, you know, there where, you know, whether it's beginning of the show, first segment, 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 whatever, where the entire side of, you know, hard cam is blacked out. That's a problem. Yeah. It does need to be addressed, fixed somehow, whether it's just generally genuine, like just writing a, a better, you know, more, more desirable to see show. Um, maybe it's getting more star power because you notice these pictures have kind of started to surface after John Cena leaves the brand, you know? Have you noticed that? Yes, and it's also only SmackDown. Exactly. You don't see that on Raw hardly. Well, okay, so let's let's um, let's talk but, about just these past few shows, right? They're on the West Coast. Yes, go ahead. They're on the West Coast. Yeah. So that means they start taping they they, they live starts at five o'clock on the West Coast, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. So I mean that's I work eight to five, me personally. 
Yeah. So yeah. that would mean if I were to go to the show and I couldn't take off work, I'm going to get there in the middle of the show. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, you're right. But at the same time, I what do you do? You're selling the West Coast? Do you, I, I don't know, what do you do in this situation? I don't think you do anything. I don't like the criticism of it. Because that's... Or uh, I, I offer one one uh one solution here and i think it could lend itself to a bit of a unique experience you know maybe it's cost prohibitive so they won't do it Mm -hmm. but you know if you know you're going to go to the west coast or whatever book a smaller arena yes i mean if they get a smaller arena that's the difference between ten thousand fans and five thousand fans that's a lot that's a big difference like I'm that's in Houston, fair. I'm in Houston, so I'm trying to think what small arena could they book? Like when NXT comes, they come to an arena that holds maybe two thousand. Like like they come to an arena that maybe holds like fifteen hundred, yeah. maybe maybe fifteen hundred. You know what I'm saying? Probably closer to a thousand. Yeah. So that's drastically different than the twelve thousand they can get at Toyota Center. Um, yeah. But my <clears throat> my issue is. I don't. I, don't get me wrong. I have. I'm not against criticism of WWE because they're not perfect. I know that. I criticize them myself at times, but I think this is just asinine to criticize because I think if you're critic if you're criticizing this, no diss to anybody personally because I know people, friends of mine who criticize. And this isn't a diss to you guys. This isn't a diss to you. But if you're criticizing this okay. overtly, you're just trying to say, hey, look at me. I don't like rest. I don't like WWE. Because that's what it feels like. Because you're you're looking at one side empty, ignoring the other eight thousand people in the arena. Like it'd be different if the entire arena was empty. We could talk about that. That's something that deserves to be criticized. There's a problem there. But if you sell, if you have a twelve thousand seat arena and you sold eight five, you're still doing good. This problem didn't exist last year. That's just the fact of the matter. For all we know, it did not exist last year because these pictures were not, they did not surface last year of half empty arenas, 30% empty arenas, whatever the case may be. It, completely empty sections. This didn't exist. So I don't think it's necessarily a West Coast problem. I no, think it yeah. might honestly, it might honestly be a quality control problem. Um, I, so, <laughs> man, look. Go, please, finish, and I'm not finish. saying, I'm like, I'm not saying, Oh, it's fucking General Mahal's fault or whatever. I'm not sure. Gonna, I, and I didn't. I I'm didn't not put gonna, you in that. Yeah, I'm not gonna poke that bear. That's you know, you know, one guy at this point. One guy, unless your name is John Cena, you or maybe Brock Lesnar, you are not going to make the difference between a sellout or a half sellout. Yeah. It doesn't but, matter who but, you are. But man, you know. Every time, every time Raw SmackDown or whatever it is comes to Houston, ninety percent of the time I go. Yeah. And every time I go, unless it's a pay per view, no exaggeration, the sections by the hard cam are spotty. Okay. Every time. Every huh. single time. And if you notice, it's only the sections by the hard cam. Right. Okay. So I don't know if that's the way they sell their tickets. Or it what? could be right, and I know I can't speak for other other company other cities, but I know he, here 
Toyota Center sells their own tickets. They don't go to Ticketmaster. So yeah. I don't know if it's the way they sell the tickets or not. But um, you 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 said something really, really, really poignant. There wasn't pictures of it. Just because there's pictures of it now doesn't mean it didn't happen before. But I just think we're in such a rush to... There's so many people, and this isn't you. This definitely isn't yeah. you. But there's so many people that, I don't want to say want the demise of the company, but they're dis- dis- disenfranchised or disenamored with the company. And they want every excuse or reason to say, well, I don't like it no more, but here's proof why it's not good because I don't like it no more. And they want to point to that as proof. But there's always been some attendance issue go- since since the Attitude Era ended. It's been like that for 10 years now, right? But as long as there's almost full houses, right? As long as they're... The, the, comp- you, the company's in a much better state than we give it credit for. And there are problems. There are things that they can work at. But I just think this whole... Oh, I'm going to point out that the side of the building isn't full. It's much ado about nothing, man. I just people want to hear themselves talk. Yeah, I I don't know, man, but uh, we definitely, we got our shots off tonight, that's for sure. Um, Man, I know you're probably ready to bring this home. It's close to midnight, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm ready to bring it home as well. Rance, um, good brother, uh, where can we find you at on social media? What shout-outs do you have to give? Uh, Tweet your boy at WWE Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm playing. Holla at me at it's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Ray, C-A-S-H as in dollar signs. Don't forget to follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex, the podcast network. Make sure you find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, which is our uh, main app of choice. The pod at, at, at the SMC Podcast. Shout out to uh, our homeboy Carl, the third, uh, the third of our group at uh, Curvin SMC. Uh, yeah, man, but, yeah, holla at your boy. I don't tweet, but if you talk to me, I'll tweet back at you. I re- yeah, I retweet but, uh, the shit out of stuff, though. You do, that's I'm, for sure. I'm an expert retweeter. Please do not be rude to Rance. I don't like it, and, uh, <laughs> if you are rude to Rance, and we live, I live in close proximity to you, I'm gonna beat you up. It's just how it is, man. You're gonna, but, uh, you're gonna, I'm gonna find somebody to go and punch you in the face. Hell yeah. I'm going to find two people that want to punch you in the face. And uh, please get the fuck away from me, as Sami Zayn said to that Argentinian. But, uh, (laughs) oh man, let's bring it home, man. You can follow me on Twitter, at SMC underscore Cal B. I don't know if Rance said it, but if he did, I'm going to say it again anyway. You can follow the podcast at the SMC podcast. Hashtag Brocktober is still going on. We are in the semifinals. The poll ends on the 22nd. I don't know exactly when this is going to get released. It is the 19th right now. But, you know, no rush, man, as always. But anyway. By the way, by the way, if you you like the polls, then we all had a part in that. If you don't like the polls, it's all Caleb. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if you like them, we all have something to do with it. No, 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 no. I'll go. I'll go even further. Direct all negative feedback toward me. And all positive feedback toward at its Ray Cash. Hold up, baby. Just R-E-Y. gonna say that. Yeah. At, yeah. R e y c a s h. I like that. But uh, and I, and I'll yep. retweet it. Yes, he will. 
He retweets everything. Um, guys, there's one thing I got to say. I know Carl would want me to say it. And hell, part of me wants to say it, you know? I'm Italian. That's close to being Spanish. I'm going to say it. Tribute to Eddie Guerrero. Viva la raza! Oh, man. Good it's night. Not, it's and not done. Thank it's you. Not that. Yes. Good night, and thank you for listening. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.